0: cowboy type. You've seen him, as of many. He's the one folks look at. They note his wind-worn skin, his hat pulled low, his hands at the ready, the streaks of mud down his cheeks, and his worn-out boots. Howdy, folks. Welcome to episode 15 of the Worn-Out Boots podcast. I'm your host, Drifter. So I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving holiday and survived the shopping madness, if that's your thing. There's no way in hell you'd catch me out there in any of those lines, I tell you that. So I was in southern Utah over the holiday weekend, spending time with Gypsy's family. Got to see your grandfolks and all that. It was kind of nice. And while I was on holiday, I received a message with a couple of quotes that I enjoyed. A little thought-provoking. So I thought I'd share them here with you guys today. So the first quote I was able to find on mygeekwisdom.com. It's a website by Victor de la Cruz. I'll link the page down below in the show notes so you can see it. All it says is geek wisdom. So I'm uncertain if it's Victor's words or another's because there is a book out there called Geek Wisdom written by Stephen H. Segal uh, that apparently pulls quotes from geek sources like movies, games, internet, stuff like that. Uh, And then it gives some explaining of what the quote might have been, which this kind of sounds like it might have come from that. So I reckon this could be the quote source as well, but I wasn't able to find it specifically. I didn't read the book. It looks like it might be a fun one, but a lot of the reviews were a little indifferent, like it was fun to start with, but the guy takes it too seriously. I don't know. If it comes available online on the audiobook at my library thing, I'll pick it up, but it isn't right there right now. So the line that was sent to me is this. Grieving is known for being a negative emotion as it's overwhelming sadness. However, the only reason why we feel this level of sadness is because of the love we feel for that person we lost. The grief is actually the love we feel for that person. It's a reminder that we loved once and that love will remain within us. Hence, grief is love persevering. I liked it quite a bit. It kind of gives some definition. We'll talk about it and pick it apart here in a minute. So the second quote that was sent uh, to me was pretty much a shorter version of the same. This is from the show WandaVision. I've never seen it, but I've seen some of the characters. Um, According to Victor de la Cruz's website, the mygeekwisdom.com, the quote comes from the eighth episode previously on. As seen in a flashback, Wanda, played by Elizabeth Olsen, is grieving over the death of her twin brother, Pietro during the events of Avengers Age of Ultron. Vision, who's played by Paul Bettany, tries to comfort her. Wanda tries to explain the metaphorical weight of her sadness to Vision. Vision tries to explain that he's never experienced grief like Wanda's, as he's never really lost anyone. This is when he delivers the quote, But what is grief, if not love persevering? So this may have been the line, this is what I was talking about a second ago, is this may have been the line that the geek book, geek wisdom book, may have pulled apart and described in this fashion. Hard to say exactly, but I like to do either way. So the movie clip uh, for this scene with the vision and Wanda is also on Victor's page, which I'll put a link in the show notes down there. So I want to break this down a little bit, maybe some thinking out loud with you all. I do that a lot, it seems here. So the first line, grieving is known for being a negative emotion as its overwhelming sadness. And this is phenomenally true in general. Grief is typically looked at as a as a phase, I guess, something that you'll get over or it'll pass, right? It is full of sadness, which is something everyone has a hard time dealing with. And those not grieving would more often rather not be surrounded with such melancholy, right? It's It feels like a negative energy, brings people down around you. They don't want to be around it. So the second line reads, however, the only reason why we feel this level of sadness is because of the love we feel for that person we lost. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, There was a funeral I attended in my youth. Uh, It was that of my stepmother. During her service, the fellow doing all the talking made a comment that has ever since just resonated with me. He stated that the feeling of loss we carry is not wholly for the person that is past, passed, yet rather for our own loss of not having that person around to love and to be loved by. Kind of sums it up, what he said. He put in some stuff of it's a selfish thing, but not talking down on it, but reiterating the loss of our loss, not the person that we lost. They're not suffering anymore, that sort of a thing. So this pretty much reiterates the quoted statement, right? And I reckon that's probably why the quote is stuck so well in my mind. The quote continues on saying, the grief is actually the love we feel for that person. This is helpful. Have you ever been told or heard of someone saying, how long is it going to take you to get over it? How long is it going to take you to get over them? Even if it's just a breakup, you don't have to be losing, you know, somebody doesn't have to die. A breakup sometimes is just this tragic, you have that feeling of loss and you're grieving. This explains it, right? Uh, There are a few common responses to such a thing, however, the first being the long stare of disbelief that someone would be so insensitive to you, then likely followed by a big fuck you. Well, we're now picking up some weight for a clearer understanding. The next line says, it's a reminder that we loved once and that love will remain with us. And that's what we need to hear. That's what needs to be understood by those thinking the grieving process is taking too long. Even if those people thinking that your grieving process is taking too long might be your own self, we all might very well do that. Like, I've been dragging this around too long. I need to let it go. I just don't know how. Maybe you don't. I mean, really, can you put a time on this? Can you let someone ask you how long it'll be before you forget the reminder that we once loved so much? You can't ask that of yourself even, right? So, all right, the last part of it is, hence, grief is love persevering. Yeah, I do think it is. Now, as a grown man trying to understand love more, things like that, it kind of makes some sense here. So I've talked, to some, I've talked to some before of my younger days and how often I was going through a loss. I wasn't afforded the opportunity to truly grieve one loss before another struck. Then I learned to just shut off the process of grieving, or at least minimize it, and not learn how to deal with it. So here I am, a middle-aged 29-year-old fella, now learning how to deal with grief among a myriad of other related items. To me, it helps put something understandable more tangible or recognizable to what grief is, to make it a bit easier to deal with. Kind of, I don't know, helps make me feel okay to be grieving. Well, I recently read, or listened to rather, a book by Susan Kane called Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Makes Us Whole. This is a great book, following along on pretty much the same precept, but a lot more elaborate. It kind of talks about how these things help fill points in our life that actually need to be there. Well, if you're interested, take a listen. Uh, I found it at my library through the Libby app. I'll be talking a bit more about a statement that hit home from the book in a future episode. So if you want to read it before I get to that, by all means, we'll have more to talk about, I reckon. So I may have mentioned Susan Cain previously. Uh, If not, she's the author of the book Quiet, which is another great book that we'll be talking about as well in the future. If you're an introvert or have one in your life, I highly encourage you to read this as well. Kind of helps. If you're not an introvert, it may help you understand the introvert in your life. Kind of breaking down a lot of uh, personality traits, I guess, if you will. And helps show that it's okay to be an introvert, that you're not some twisted, fucked up person. So (laughs) Um, she also has another one called Quiet Power, uh, which was written after Quiet. It's directed more towards the teen introvert. So, again, if you're a parent of a teen that is also an introvert, this would be helpful. Or just in general understanding the varieties of uh, personality types. This is a big one. So, I read it and I found it insightful. I don't have an introvert teen, nor is there one in the house. So, it didn't apply specifically, but I could relate to it seeing myself as a teenager. So... Oh, I find this podcast to be coming together a bit more like a journal or a diary, I think. So uh, with that in mind, thanks for hanging out with me for this latest entry, as it were. So I remember all the social media stuff's under our uh, Rebel at Large page. Links to Patreon, merch store, email website, and all that are in the show notes. Uh, if you're enjoying this, you could find you know somebody else that might find it useful or beneficial to even just hear some things I'm talking about share me with those friends i appreciate it so that's it for today folks until next time this drifter is a craftsman of sorts his hands were trained as a youth planting and planting as he watched the bone garden expand before him in the short times between planting seasons he learned to build walls he's good at this his walls are thick dug deep spread wide and high enough to block out the light his walls are so good